Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, the Dadly Boys hey. of What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. A little bit of a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hanford and Sidrich. Look ahead to Dynamite tonight. Sidrich, how are you feeling? Uh, I don't want to go into yet another deep dive into this show. So I'll put it like this as succinctly as I can manage. Can you remember, right? I used to have this gimmick. And it wasn't really a gimmick. This is genuinely how I received that show. WWE Raw, I would always say... I couldn't give it a mark out of 10, ever. It would have to be out of 7. It can never be above a 7 because of the invisible camera, mm-hmm. the impromptu matches, the fact that it's three hours long, the fact that the um, the actual world that they've built and called Raw makes no sense. <laughs> it, it can only reach a 7 ever for me. At the minute, for different reasons, Dynamite, I think, can only hit an 8. This is an ice-cold promotion with soft business that's never felt smaller or less relevant or at the zeitgeist of pro wrestling, this challenger brand. Like, it's these atmospheres, the fact that for a variety of different reasons, so few of these wrestlers feel like the stars they once were, like Hamman Page. And yes, I know they're trying to correct that and acknowledge it in the booking, but... Jericho's not calling himself the demo god anymore. John Moxley feels like he's having a diminished return of his weekly banger era last year. Um, it's really only MGF. Mm. MGF and FTR are at their biggest and best, I would say. But the company isn't. And as a result, so much of the talent on. So um, even if they do like a really good show, with great plotting, really good action, like the atmosphere that surrounds the company and how small it feels, it, it caps off at an eight for me. Like this company in this iteration just isn't capable, I don't think, of doing an absolute 10 out of 10 dynamite. It feels very surreal because obviously I've sort of been in and out over the last few weeks, but my last sort of committed, right, I'm going to sit down and properly watch this was, of course, all in. 80-odd thousand people at Wembley Stadium. And then, you know... I was chatting to you and, and you guys and Phil today. And we were running through the fact, A, they've done obviously All Out, and then they've got um, Grand Slam next week and uh, Wrestle Dream and things like that, um, which is, you know, exciting. You know, lots of stuff going on. But the and I, I don't want to get too much into this, but the ticket sales do not reflect a company that's just put on one of the biggest pay-per-views in history. They are dire. They are absolutely dire. 
these ticket sales. They're doing bog offs. Yeah. Buy one, get one free for um, Grand Slam. That's consistent with a lot this year as well. Like yeah. With last, last minute offers and week of offers. Where you were, like, it was in Vegas. It was really exciting to be there. And there were some big matches and big things. But one of our, like, overriding takes was this is not a hot product. This is a hot city. <laughs> It's boiling in Vegas, but it wasn't too hot for AEW. It couldn't, you couldn't escape it. And even you would do that thing, and I've experienced this going to watch a lot of WWE lives. You're kind of trying to will this to be like better than it is at points. Whereas the old AEW live experience through the screen looked like something you were just desperate to be a part of. They're a long way back from that. I was higher on Dynamite and Sidge last week. Um, but this is where AEW live now, to your point about the amount of shows there are. One of the problems with WWE becoming a content farm is you will never get a um, 1997 ever again. Raw doesn't win a single ratings point that entire calendar year, and yet you could just feel it. You could just feel that Steve Austin was going to like turn the business around and potentially turn the war around. It was sort of unstoppable, and it was 1998 when you watched that idea realised. If AEW, I'm not talking about competing with WWE, I'm talking about competing with their old selves, and mm. finding the magic again. If they want to find that old magic again, it, there's like loads of evidence in wrestling history to say that you've just got to be patient and see stuff through and rebuild faith and restore that belief in your fan base and things like that. What gets in the way of that is the content farm because every week something is required of you. Every week's got to be the biggest TV show ever. Oh, there's another pay for you around the corner, so we've got to build to that. Uh, by all means, do Wembley again, but everything will be in the shadow of that if you're not building like this time next year, like a really hot card for it, things like that. There's always something else because you've got to follow the money. And it's really hard to have that 1997, to have six incredible months where not a lot of people are watching, but everybody's suddenly talking again. And then let's say if this started this week, you would maybe see the reward, the true reward for that at like double or nothing 2024, when all this time an awesome challenge has been built and an awesome MJF rivalry is sat there in the background or whatever it is. The elite between 2019 and uh, the business was hot, but the elite between pretty much when AEW launched and Full Gear 2021, a story of that pedigree. Mm. But whilst there's a bit of pressure on you to get the ratings up, to get the crowds up, you've got to like show that patience. I got a lot of that from Dynamite last week. It wasn't a grabby show at all. It just plotted. We use that word a lot. It was plotting very well. It was showing you a lot of directions. So hopefully there's that, but it's not going to increase the houses now. Like yeah, pre- prepare for more of these low numbers and quiet crowds, but you got to, if it's good, you got to believe that it's for a, the, the greater cause. Um, obviously, w- one eye on Grand Slam next week. Um, we've got a, a four-way uh, to determine who faces Soraya for the AW Women's title for that. But before we get there, a match I I thought was fairly obvious when I saw the, the tournament brackets announced. And now day of I can't really call it it feels like yeah they're just going to do Samoa Joe versus MJF because they've you know done the promos and, and what have you and they were, that was great obviously last week last week yeah I think yeah, it was yeah. last week I have no idea um but also there's an argument to be made Sige that you swerve everyone and it's Roderick Strong because of obviously the inbuilt stuff not off not only with MJF but with, with Adam Cole in, involved in all this that's the it's yet another uneven tournament with some logical entrance and some wholly illogical entrance. But they have built two viable winners. Mm. And they were always going to meet in the final. Um, you know, the you could make the argument that if they just had wins on TV and then cut promos after um 
they could have been one and two in the rankings, and then they have the mm. who's really number one. Um, that would have been a better way around it rather than having Jeff Hardy in a tournament on television in the year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> um, but regardless of the way in which this match has been arrived at, we're at it now, and they've built the idea that it could be either man. I expect them to do both matches. It's just a case of which one they get to first. Um, Joe versus MGF had the long promo segment last week. So I would put, if I was betting on it, I mm-hmm. would bet on Joe. Um, Strong is going to get his neck annihilated in this match. <laughs> and I think that's going to play into the drama and um, sort of drive forward the MGF Cole program. So it's all very well done, I think. Match quality, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if... I Actually, you know what? I thought Strong versus John Collision was pretty great. Mm-hmm. I thought that was his best non-punk singles of the year. Oh, sorry, not not including Darby Allen or CM Punk. That was like really impressive, I thought. And again, CM Punk enhanced it on commentary big time. I would put MGF on commentary for this. Like yeah. you know, every little accoutrement that you could possibly provide um, because there's always a risk with Joe that he can just not do a particularly dynamic TV match these days. Um, Joe to win... MJF versus Joe was built brilliantly last week. Um, they've got that history. I don't think Joe is going to sell more tickets to Grand Slam as a challenger, particularly. It's 20,000 people. Like, even for WWE, that's impressive for a TV taping, a glorified special. So that's what I'm interested in tonight. I feel bad. Like The thing I'm most interested in tonight is... Again, it's always between the lines with me and AEW because the fictional product that they're doing is either good, a complete distraction, or promising. I haven't seen the very best of this company once, I don't think, in 2023. Um, so I'm thinking, what's big? What huge <laughs> match is going to get added to Grand Slam and sell some tickets so it doesn't look horrible on TV? They can't do the shots. No. Grand Slam. It's not even scaled for 20 this year, is it? What were we saying? 12, no. 12,000? So, like, scaled for 15 last year, did 12. Yeah. Because the first year, light them up. Second year, leave them where they are. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. It's, again, it's a sign of the times. I think we were looking at WrestleTix. Tonight's show, by the way, is a sub-2000 gate. That's that's not just flat. Where is it, where is it tonight? Uh, Cincinnati, I think. Oh, it's the Moxley thing. So they're hoping for a walk-up then. Yeah. It's the domestic business is soft. Um, there you go, Moxley Enzo for next week's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next week's Grand Slam. <laughs> like, the big, again, just to circle back to what we're talking about at the start. Joe to win, previous suggests that this match could be really great. To circle back to that discussion at the start, though, like, 2021 Grand Slam to 2023, it tells its own story. It's like a really effective, like, milestone like bookmark to tell the story of AEW at Grand Slam mm-hmm. and the respective contrasting fortunes of this event because Jesus Christ, 20,000 odd? Yeah. Um, until Wembley, that was the biggest gate they had. Was it this, a legit sellout? I don't think it was a sellout. Like, but it was good as, wasn't it? It was good as. Yeah. Like you had 22,000 or there or thereabouts until Wembley, it was the biggest gate they ever had. And I, it was a dreamlike glow that surrounded that promotion so unbelievable that it was surreal that you were getting it 
And now it's cold. A lot of the stars aren't stars anymore. A lot of the booking has come home to roost. And we are looking at a 75% decline in numbers at Grand Slam. Like that is pitiful. It was it a wrestle. tells its own story. It was a wrestle dream when they could just show you it rather than tell you it. Uh-huh. Like that was an actual yeah. wrestle dream. And as well, like you've labored on this point for years about the, at some point it was going to catch up with Tony Khan about not putting his stars against one another. Yes. That was not just sold on the promise of uh, Danielson Kenny. It was sold on the idea that company produced big matches. It was Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe selling the tickets. And then suddenly this match kind of revealed itself and then it was like, well, if there's any spares, you better get them because it's Omega Danielson. Yeah. The company, you could believe that the booking, Arthur Ashe, that's new. They're going to have to have a big match for it. That was so, the best match they could have done at that possible time, pay per view, TV, or otherwise, and they did it. And like, so that as well, not just the numbers, but if you look at the Kajia, what's the word you've used? Maisie? Like, Maisie. way in which she avoids putting these stars together. That's as much to do with the attendance because there's no fit. You can't, if we were in New York, like, and you were two years ago, you were like, well, I've got to get tickets for Grand Slam because they're not going to throw that card away. That f- specific kind of faith has gone. Yeah. They might throw away an Arthur Ashe show, and that would have been unthinkable two years ago, even yeah. before Omega Danielson was announced. Aye. This, they might have waited too long. Again, as I said, I didn't want to go into a big deep dive philosophical state of the company debate, but here I am. Again, I'm sorry. Is it too late? Because Moxley, Jericho, Hangman, the name three are not the stars they were about a year ago. There was a good vibe around, like, on the show while it was happening, and then certainly in the aftermath and online, there was a really good vibe around Hangman and Swerve with this, like, it wasn't just about these two that everybody likes. More promising than big. Maybe, but I think, but yeah, I suppose that probably is the case. But it was more the idea of this is what it should be. And I think everybody, that like that immediately felt like it was restoring everybody's faith and not just because those two wrestlers are popular. I think it was as much to do with the fact that, yeah, about Someone time. has to lose this. About time, yeah. big. About time. People mm-hmm. who win this match have got a big new direction in the company. Yeah. Joe Strong is that, I guess, in, yeah. a, in a sort of a smaller way, micro way, because you lean to a title match next week. I love this. I really, really do. Um, it's I don't know how, if it's good broken or great plotting, but it's one or the other. The fact that Joe... Was the one that put Roddy in the neck brace. Yeah. Made him question his neck health all along. Back then, if you recall, it was something different to get excited about because Adam Cole made the save and you had Punk and Cole in the ring for the first time and that felt like it was going to be something and it wasn't. This time, Joe doing that to uh, Roddy and Cole not being there to make the save because he's friends with Max now and it's the kingdom that have to run, like run Joe out the ring or something like that and Roddy Strong having this. You know, I've been there before on the ground, but back then I could expect you to help. And now you're not even there for me. Because Roddy Strong is doing this thing where he's like, I don't hate Adam. Like, I'm not, he's kind of like veering towards, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed with him. So Adam Cole living down to Roddy's expectations by not even making the save if Joe mm. lays the beating. Tell you what, imagine if MJF came out to get a piece of Joe and that sort of like accidentally looked like he was helping Roddy Strong just to further keep it mixed in. Like, he has a fight with Samoa Joe. And that's what stops Joe beating up Roddy Strong. Yeah. And then MJF. Loads of the I, wasn't, I wasn't there for you. like Because this story's so great. Mm. And there's not really a bad version of this. I think Joe will win too. But I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like strong MJF is the match for Wrestle Dream. Mm. So I, that's the only reason why, like, I'm going with Joe. 
But you could flip that. You absolutely could flip that. I was inclined to to suggest maybe Strong wins this one using like a I don't know a loaded neck brace or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think you've got a few weeks rather than I know you've still got you know potentially rampage and collision and what have you. I think you do str- strong find, challenging MJF after this because you can make the most of the TV time of Cole being like, "What are you doing?" Mm. and and play on that more than just it's next week and it's at Arthur Ashe. And obviously, Joe MJF is is one of the best things they can do right now. They've not laboured on this detail, but I think it's I'm hoping it's going to be a feature of the Adam Cole MJF rivalry slash friendship. They've not really spoke this into existence, but Adam Cole by losing. Last week it felt like I had invisible rankings back. Things were happening that if rankings were in place would have like made a load of storyline sense. Yeah. Wins and losses mattering. Adam Cole theoretically now is kind of at the back of the queue for ever getting another title match and he has to just be okay with that. Mm. So there is the new motivation for Adam Cole to get the belt off MJF so he can get to the front of a new queue. So if there was some sort of alliance between Cole and Strong or Adam Cole thinking, you know what, I, me and Roddy, oh geez, then you can kind of like start fantasy booking this idea that Cole's going to try and screw MJF. Even if it looks accidental, he can try and get the title off him and it becomes this new threat that MJF has to be concerned about, even though I think we both think he's still the heel in this. Yes. It's great. It's it's really great. Like There's still so many avenues of opportunity for this story and that's... It's a good job they've got MJF at the minute. It is. God, yeah. yeah. So you've got this intricate, weaving, detailed story, potential opponents for the world champion at Grand Slam. Uh, in terms of Soraya, you've got Britt Baker, Hikari Shida, Nyla Rose and Tony Storm. Don't take the piss about the rich history. You know that four ways are the cornerstone of this women's division. I love new Tony Storm's character, though. Love, yeah. I love all of them in this match, but, you know. It's a great, great character. And, you know, people will say in response to this podcast who are more positive about AEW than perhaps me, me and Hamlet are right now, that, you know, they did try and tell a story with Baker and Sheeda the other week where there's a miscommunication when they were in a trios match and they were, it was a terrible, it was, like, it was so, did you see this? Yes, I think so. Sheeta, Baker, and who else? Statlander yeah. versus Nyla Shafir and Sakura? I think so. Something like that. And either Baker or Sheeta got miffed at Sheeta or Baker, one or the other, because in a trios match, they tagged in one of the other partners. What? Yeah. <laughs> that is such a terrible premise to like build a feud and presumably turn one of them heel. I will at this point take anything that turns Baker heel again because as a baby face, she's so bland. Almost as bland as she was in 2019. Like it's like a fun Bobby. Like where's the banter? Where's that sort of like absolute like confidence that she just used to radiate by walking, by literally rolling her eyes. I need that Britt Baker back. And uh, hopefully there'll be some advancement in this four-way to arrive at that point where maybe she could be a complete dick to Sheeta and then some kind of blow up between Sheeta and then Tony Storm could do the spray or something like that. This, the storyline's here, but the idea that this is a rich tradition is such <laughs> it's such yeah. unbelievable shit, and it's not just shit in and of itself. It actively worries me about the state of this company. Again, maybe I should stop inferring everything or like projecting 
my problems with this company on literally everything they do <laughs> or extrapolating everything and debating about it in a, in a wider macro sense. But God damn it, this company used to be on the pulse. This company used to look at criticism and go, you know what, that's fair. I can discern from good and bad faith criticism. This sucked. Let's make it good or let's abandon that or, you know, they used to listen. And the idea that they are trying to pull the wool over the eyes of the fans that they want to listen to to guide and shape their product, it's lame. Really lame. Yeah, it is. Um, I think the... I don't think the Baker heel turn is coming right now because I think she's winning tonight. I think Baker wins... I think the outcasts work to... Storm, uh, it's probably too early for Storm to win. Like, Well, I think the outcasts work to screw Tony Storm tonight, and that's that. Like, either it, It's it's going to be in a sensible miscommunication, but in reality, they wanted her to lose. Like, Tony Storm pissed off Ruby Soho and Soraya, so that relationship is as good as over. It's just not been formalised. So I think they see to it that Tony doesn't win tonight. She goes to throw the shoe at Ruby Soho. She ducks, it hits Nyla Rose in the head, and then Nyla Rose murders Tony Storm. There you go. Like, cements her babyface turns separate from those two. The outcasts are done. Like, it's just Soraya and Ruby as heels at this point. And there's Grand Slam law, isn't there, with Baker and Soraya? Soraya debuted chasing off Britt Baker when they were on the... As you say, of the heel. I know. But well, like, I cannot... And you could do Tony Storm as in another match at... Second match, second women's match at uh, Arthur Ashe. Thought. What for, are you on about for, like, the Rampage taping I, or a dark uh, match? Because it's not... Uh, yeah. I don't want to punch down. So I'm not going to specify the account that would tweet this. Maybe you've got an idea in your head. But I, I, I'm dreading if that is the finish and that is the match of Grand Slam. Look at the law, guys. <laughs> that law is there. There's one thing. 12 months later, a revisit of the thing. And then 12 months of the most looping, repetitive angle work I've seen any booker do. Sige, you're forgetting the very, very, very average match they already had on pay-per-view at Revolution. You can't get excited for this singles rematch. It's not full gear. Or whichever one it was. It was not good. It was like, everything looks so tepid. Yeah. Well, before we move on, um, what's the name of the game? Actually, before, what's the name of the game? What's the aim of the game? <laughs> well, the aim of the game. It's been, hang on. Game within a game, right? Did it, did it, did it, did it. When was the last time we played Ladies Night? July. July the what? 23. I'll go 30th then a week later. I don't even know if that's a Wednesday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I believe, I, 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 correct if I'm wrong on this, um, I know it's been a while, but... Uh, it's I been a while. while. <laughs> <laughs> I was shagging yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell of a dinner break, that. Uh, really, really got it together. Um... <laughs> Uh, shout out to uh, <laughs> Adam Blair. They have banter in the press. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Blair at Adam Wilson for and I think you did. Uh, Jose Palomares at the Ho Eleven, who usually uh, take care of the um, data. Thank you for this. Uh, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, it's been two months. July thirteenth. There you go. Bloody what, hell! What a different time that was, hey? Yeah. Um. That was the last time we played. But what, what, what? Yeah, what is the the aim of the game? The aim of the game is to identify to the exact hour, minute, and second when you hear the first note of the first entrance theme for the first woman to arrive for the only women's match, and <laughs> in the two months off, 
Underworld. We've played, or haven't played this game. They've not added more matches. Mm -hmm. So, we will continue to play the game to just underscore, underline, bold, italics, this ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous notion that they don't care about women's wrestling. Which they don't. I'm saying yeah. the notion that they don't care is ridiculous, not the notion that they don't care. <laughs> well, this is latest night, and I'm thinking, oh, what a night. Ah! That's the name of the game. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Sage won uh, on July 13th, taking his record to seven correct guesses this year. Michael Hamlet six, me just the four. Oh. Uh, so, Sage, Tight. you get to go first. What are you saying? Well, there's four of them. And that's uh, too many, uh, too too many entrances for <laughs> AEW's liking. So they'll want to save some time for the moon. So I'm going to go with. Oh, they did 20 minutes, little bastards, last week. Did they? 20 minutes. I was like, you dicks. Did that with them? Um, it's like it's like you think I'm a dog, and you're throwing a tennis ball at us. Oh, that's different. Oh, they fixed it. Same on collision as well, wasn't it? Aye. First hour stuff for Jade Cargill's return. Yeah. yeah. So I think the guy. So I'm gonna go. No hours. Uh, Thirty-four minutes and eighteen seconds. I should write this down. I think he's said he's got it sewn up there, you know. But got to be different. Did I say thirty-four eighteen? Yeah, I think he's got it sewn up. But I'll just go. Uh, I'll go one hour, two minutes dead. Sorry, I didn't realize we weren't supposed to describe the crowd. 34, 18, sorry, I'm useless here. Ham flat, what did he say? One hour and two minutes flat. One hour, two. One hour, two. Sorry, I didn't mean we were supposed to describe the crowd. I was, <laughs> get, I'm not going to say just before the main. Top of the hour. Yeah, the just, women. I know. In Tony Khan's world. In this economy. <laughs> I don't think they're going to put it just before the main event. But I think they're going to put it close to the main event. It is the main event. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're going to do whatever they do first hour. Oh, tickets to sell, brother. They're not putting them in the main event. <laughs> yeah. I think the main event, obviously, Joe Roderick. That's like Tony Khan way. So there'll be like second hour, some at the top of the hour, not the women in my opinion, then the women, then, and they're like, bloody hell, so-and-so is going to Grand Slam, but who is going to be the men's challenger? Find that out in the main event, obviously. Uh, and then we'll hoy out some, I don't know, sex gods, bollocks. Um, and then we'll put the... Actually, what am I talking about? Chris Joker. Yeah, He's I'll top of the hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll go one hour, 16 minutes, and eight seconds. Eric's birthday is the 16th of the end. Nice. Ah, oh, nice. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, looking at the rest of this card, am I right in thinking that new international champion John Moxley is currently fighting? Not only a new opponent every week, but also the alphabet. Yeah, I did see that. We've had a, a in our BB. It's fun. This not the alphabet thing. They're not doing that. Wish they could. I don't like. Who this. Who did they do the next letter? That's the question. I, I, I don't like this John Moxley thing already. I don't like it. I'm a bit bored. Man. Um, he is having his cake and eating it too. Mm. I think it's. Great that John Moxley fights people and wins. It's great. I saw that promo that he's cut on Big Bill. Um, you know, it's just a John Moxley promo. They're never rubbish ever. But like, you got out, you got out new to sell me at all. Like, because not only is this a drawn out continuation of the John Moxley character that we've had for a long time, it is kind of compromising his values as both a heel and a babyface, and it's kind of a continuation of the Orange Cassidy story which was Orange Cassidy's story. I don't need that supplanted on John Moxley. I understand the need to keep the prestige of the title now that you've taken it off a prestigious champion, but do it your own way, mm. you John Moxley. I don't like... A big it. first defence against someone like Action Andretti who posed a major challenge to him. I, I don't... Fox was his first defence. Yeah, oh yeah. He's already had, you know... It's a continuation of the John Moxley singles match thing. It's the BCC's a bit of a mess. It's autopilot stuff. BCC. So that's two Cs. Do that one. Like Will you for it, wasn't it? It's just it's trivial. It's in the attempt in the attempt to manage the title staying big, this actually feels really small time. And I love Big Bill. Yeah. I would have been more excited about that. John Moxley versus Big Bill eight weeks ago with no belt on the line. Mm. Right, Big Bill's doing like this is gonna be like really violent and high banter. Like Big Bill, I want to have his lollipop in his mouth until John Moxley slaps it out of there. Like, have it, like John Moxley's bleeding, and then you look at the camera, oh, is Big Bill bleeding too? No, he's got a lollipop stuck to his head, and the stick has gone in, like, one of the skewers. Yeah. Like, it's Big Bill. He's going to boot his face off. It's, like, there was a pretty cool exchange with Ricky Starks. Danielson's folded in for that rematch. Loads of stuff I like about it. Just feel a bit, like, bored, brother, by Moxley. And that's not on, is it? I'm a bit bored by Moxley. One thing I will say is that they have on... At least one occasion, and I'm not saying that this resolves every continuity issue with the BCC, the fact that Danielson's basically played a tweener. Um, the blood and guts finish at least indicated that John Moxie still has a heart. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. genuinely was shown empathy towards Wheeler Utah and was just like, oh, no, he's a nice kid. I don't want to see him like that. You know, he's shown glimpses throughout this heel turn that at his core, he's a good guy. Um, 
So then again, I want to feud with Kingston, and Kingston's not going to play a heel. I think people would be more prepared to cheer for Kingston over Moxley at this point, and that's where the story mm-hmm. dictates that the characters should be in terms of alignment. I'm going to be positive about this. Okay. Moxley, by all accounts, is pretty good mates with Big Bill. They roomed together in FCW. So I think that Mox, who's a good brother, will be particularly motivated to give Big Bill like his proper his his dynamite classic. Just imagine Moxley taking like Enzo's place in the original uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dino and Cass. <laughs> Going out and I'm gonna try and talk. Do a Moxley promo for him. <laughs> I, I think he'll be particularly motivated to give Big Bill his best AEW's matches big sort of Hang your hat on that one, big lad. <laughs> Good luck, pal. I was in Vegas. Still the goddamn show. Yes, true. True, true, true. And further, I will take Mox as a scrappy baby face situationally, just because I still love him. I'm bored by him, but I still love him. Yeah, it's Moxley, isn't it? Yeah, no. Undying love, ace of the company, the sheriff, as you called him, and all the rest of it. And I think the best version of this match could be great as a result. Big Bill to do the arms. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to do Moxley. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Here's something, right? Again, big macro discussion of AEW incoming. Remember when 2021 was pretty much 80%, 90% goaded? Yeah. Mm. And Tony Khan was really cooking. And he got, like, glass, blood every week. Remember that episode where they said, shit, <laughs> like, so often? Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, he's turn that <laughs> off. Dan Lambert talking about Judas in the same show. It was Danielson, you piece of shit. to Don Callis. It was just shit, shit, shit. sorry. <laughs> They're all I grouped them all together so you yeah. didn't have to keep bouncing around. So I was, like, and I was just like, This is the most awesome thing I've ever seen. I don't care if it makes me like a 16 year old kid. There's blood, there's swearing, some of the best wrestling we've ever seen. There's glass. Everyone's going mental. Probably some women's fall away. It's got a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is so awesome. And that's when it was at its hottest because it was so different to WWE. Now, it's kind of closer to WWE than it's ever been. And the exact same thing, the prophecy is happening. The WCW thing happened. It's nowhere near what WCW was when it was trying in 1999 to go, huh, that's popular. Let's do that. I'm not saying it. It's nowhere near. But you know, the more the parallels can be drawn, the flatter and softer the business is. I need a bloodbath here. The meme no longer makes sense. John Moxley rarely bleeds in his matches. He just doesn't bleed anymore. Maybe it was a personal choice to say, you know what? One, I've been overdoing it. Two, I was becoming a bit of a laughing stock. I can't have that. I'm John Moxley. So I don't know. But the last time he really did a gusher was at Blood and Guts where he can't not bleed. What I'm getting at is, have the suits ruined this? Have the suits said... Oh, calm down on the blood, boys. Standards and practices. Yeah. I'm not being funny, but like it's mm. notable that it's not as wild and chaotic as Remember it used to be. Remember the rules deal? Yes. Ask for permission before you do stuff there's now. That's, you know. There's still a bit of bollocks there because on the collision after that, Jay White spat at Dax Hall and that was not meant to be happening. And I've yeah. seen loads of like buckle bomb adjacent moves and stuff. Crowd so, fighting. Yeah. yeah. But it's no longer as drenched in blood as it used to be. And imagine complaining about that. I need Mox in this match. He's up against a giant, a monster. If there's ever a match in which John Moxley should bleed, it's tonight. And if he doesn't, I'll start asking questions about the suits. <laughs> Blame the suits. It's great. Russo did that. Didn't Can't he? still. Great. When, when Nitro was hitting the skids, yeah. he was like, the stuff I was. The bullshit 
politics, bro. Like of standards and practices. You thought I was the powers that be. You don't know the half of it, bro. You don't know your asshole from your elbow, bro. That bald-headed son of a bitch, Hulk Hogan, playing politics, bro. Toyna, Toyna, she's a new Toyna. F- me, bro. I got Zane fucking Breslov, bro. Ever heard of him? She's a. What's the guy called who uh, shut the whole thing? Jamie Kellner, that no good piece of shit. That's I, enough now. I got the best numbers to thunder Vince, in 30 Vince, years. That's enough for giving... Adam Wilborn's got a child to go. I don't give a shit about his kid. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Wilborn can't edit a podcast for shit. See his new podcast that he's doing. Yes, I did. Yeah, let's I leave that. that right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah, yeah, I want a nice, nice blade job. <laughs> That's what I want. Thanks, Patrice. I'll see you later. Come on, Vince. Let's go for a game of bones. <laughs> Bye, Vince. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, big bit win. National champion. Sorry, Wilborn. That's all right. Well, you talk about uh, rolling back the years, Sige. Rolling back the years. Reeling back. Reeling back. Yeah, stealing down. Yeah, stealing down. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Um, Hangman Page has been accused of, you know, falling back to his old ways. Um, and tonight he takes on Brian Cage. You mentioned the whole swerve thing. What do you make of all this? What if he loses? Oh, God, it's of course, yeah. Gorgeous. That's what happens if he I loses. think of that, yeah. I'd love it if he lost. I would love it if he lost. Swerve is validated. Cage gets a bit of a rub-rub. All-time AW legacy for you, this. Yeah. Brian, Brian Cage, Hangman Page means stuff to the real ones, this one does. You get, a total, you get an absolutely incredible callback. Give Swerve all the more reason to believe what he has to say. Told you, fatty. Yes. <laughs> then you get Hangman Page going, bugger. Like, he's right. I can't, li- I can't do that. And then maybe they could tease this out. They don't necessarily have to do Brian Cage this week and then Swerve Strickland a Grand Slam. And Nana interferes and let's do it at WrestleDream. You could be bold again. Like, you could have a, a result, a shocking result because you don't really get that many of them on Dynamite. This makes so much perfect narrative sense for all the reasons I just outlined. I'm going to be good if the, my, one of my favorite wrestlers wins. And at full gear, he puts the tights back on. Yes. Full gear challenge, Hangman Page Swerve. Finally beats him there. Aye, aye, aye. I'll take it. Um, look, this match should be a nice... Like, the vibe is not ever going to be double or nothing. They could do Wembley Stadium again and sell it out, and the vibe still wouldn't be that. It's, Double or nothing, yeah. 2021, which is different. So the vibe won't be the same. It won't be the same as a match. It'll still be a really, really fun, um, like, big dudes beating the piss out of each other and doing mad athletic stuff with their bodies. Give me it. Um, but I really want him to lose. I want Meltzer to have a meltdown. He'd get it, wouldn't he? Nah, he's big on... He hated it when the elite, even though it came to total perfect fruition by Full Gear 2021, in the first however many months of Dynamite before, and they did take the mick with it. Yeah, they tested the fans. They back tested winners the thing, fans back winners thing, but even before that, I'm also like they're losing too often. Like they're losing too often. It's just like they've got the two years mapped out, mate. <laughs> Wait, you've, you've read it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That was for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> we are a Dave supporting podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hear from Lesex Gods tonight. Ugh. 
The match is already set, of course, for next week. Mm. Um, so now it's a case of, can they coexist? No, no, they can't. <laughs> can I fold it into something else? Mm-hmm. I think Sammy Guevara is going to be on the Don Callis painting. Oh, yeah, we want to know what his next masterpiece and is. This is only my own nonsense because I just like the idea of it because I was really wowed by a really small detail at Wembley that we enjoyed live of Sammy Guevara looking a little bit devastated that the Judas effect didn't work. And you're like, oh, Jericho's there. Four years of my life, just we stayed there. Yeah, <laughs> this was the wrong horse all along. Callis was ringside. It was really tricky with Callis at Wembley because he, there, he is there, second in the baby face. So we can't do much Don Callis stuff, but his presence there was important because... And that was well, a, belt sh- a bat shot as well from Guevara, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, like Callis had to be there, otherwise you have wasted everybody's time with this Chris Jericho thing that happened in the run-up to it with Callis and Jericho because Osprey was always the end result. Um, the painting getting revealed now to be Sammy Guevara. So Jericho sees it and thinks, I'm bloody sick of Don Callis getting in my business. But the target wasn't for Takeshi to get him. The target was I want him to join the family. And that's revealed at Grand Slam next week when they all screw Chris Jericho. Because it is weird to me that they've announced that match. Me and Sid were quite high on a mini tag revival run. And it's like sing- this. singles graphic just dropped. Oh. So I, I wonder if that's where all this is going. I've got an idea to build on your idea. Mm. What if the oil painting is building off the line? Hey, you're having a baby. And it's like, she's nearly ready to drop or whatever. Like, she's heavily pregnant. What if it's an oil painting? If you know those like horrible, no offense if you're doing it, Willborn, um, professional photo shoots. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Will Bourne, you're going to do it, aren't you? Done it already. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get this out for you. <laughs> Shall I show you? Swerve, bro. Where is it? There you go. I mean, that's nice. For yeah. the for the podcast listeners, because we're not on video yet, Will Bourne just showed Sidgwick a picture from a fresh and picture that said, I love you, Uncle Sidgwick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, like it's the full family. Did you do a full family? Oh no, one? no, no! Didn't do full family. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Good swear. Friends again, <laughs> and I'm shagging him, so it's all good. <laughs> of a painting of Sammy, Conti, and the baby. Yeah, that's not even been born yet. Yeah, Chris Jericho's face is the baby. Why? Little Don Callis sunglasses <laughs> on the baby's head. Little red sunglasses on the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little massive scar on the baby's head. So like what they're doing the face to face meeting? Ahead of the talk and yeah, we man. just we just hear from them. That's all we know. I'm amazed they haven't come up with the Jericho. Synonym. Oh yeah, if you're AEW, you're probably good. You know, you're probably good. Like every idea that you had in 2019 to change the business, to do things with an uh, an ambitious scale, the likes of which pro wrestling had rarely seen, at least in North America. Like we can do four pillar stuff all the time, but with every person on the card build this long association for four years to really deepen the investment in the heft when we finally blow it off and just really mad <laughs> does this Jericho and Sammy Guevara four-year association looking at those ticket sales looking at the lack of buzz does anyone care that they're finally splitting up I mean I love the sex gods but same stable but I got some juice in Mike Santana and Ortiz <laughs> you know what I mean oh, if you look, funny you get those two in a room like, like do you know what I mean by this that clouds lifted over the dressing room man. <laughs> this wider point of Jesus I feel sorry for them in a way like the most noble of ultimate failures this is earned it's so earned yeah and they're getting now back they very quickly put Guevara back in the JAS when they were like he's floundering people care about them two together yeah hoy him back in like they I just, just feel like always paid attention I feel sorry for them. I genuinely feel sorry for AEW because they probably thought, and they've put in so much graft with this, 
they'd probably thought when the time comes, we start to really build this Jericho Guevara thing. In 2019, because we knew how wrestling works, we would all, all said, probably like dig out an old podcast. I know it's going to be magic when they split up, isn't it? Yeah. They can do an amazing mm. story with these two when they split up. I've probably written an editorial about it. And now, ugh, I feel, I genuinely feel sorry for AEW in some respects because they could not have done more to really build, like, I'm not saying they've told this wonderful story from day one to day, what, 1,200 or whatever? Mm. But they've had the patience to do it. They've made you, by the fact that they've got this great chemistry, they've had this these twists and turns and this tumultuous friendship and, like, the highest of highs where they're hugging and all the rest of it, you've got to feel sorry for them because that's just so much work. That's, like, longer than the Attitude Era <laughs> that Guevara and Jericho have been aligned on the screen and all for this. Like I feel, I honestly, I, I get sad when I realize, oh, this doesn't work. And you can put the Judgment Day against insert three baby faces <laughs> for like six months straight on WWE Raw. And every week but this one, it's just a smash success. It's like, ah, uh, gets us down. This is going to rule for those reasons, though. I have a feeling they're going to knock this one out of the park. I don't know if it's a big angle if it is related to the callous thing, we'll see, I guess. If those are overlapping or if it's just figuring in my imagination. If it's the two of them, if it's Jericho really, like, kind of sitting Sammy Guevara down here and saying, just take a look at your last four years. Let's, like, let's cut the sh right? Mm. You know, like, you've had a good run but not a great one. When has it been great, truly great? I'll tell you when, when you've been with me. Like, yeah, you might have some doubts now, but those doubts are stupid. You're about to be a father, like... Who's been your father figure this entire time? When has it been really great? It's when you've been with Chris Jericho. And Sammy Guevara, this guy, he's like been bubbling under as a baby face of late. With Chris Jericho's alignment, I'll hour the shop, can lean in hard on like what credibility he does have with the fans to say, like, are you kidding me? Like the bumps I've taken, the things I've put my body through have had nothing to do with you. Like that's been what's been like building my legacy here in AW. They could really nail this tonight. Bring some, like the heat at the moment has been they can't get along anymore. The relationship has gradually become untenable and they've got to fight next week. But that element of the story at the last hasn't actually been that well told. You can use what Sidgwick just described to kind of invent that over one promo. Jericho's done this loads of... Like, this, he's an old hand at this sort of thing. And Sammy's got it in him with Chris Jericho. You know, that he's the guy that he can probably... Jericho's not going to want to go out there. There was that... I love that take of yours years back when Jericho made him redo something on the spot. Yeah. And I was just like, there have been so many little occasions of that. Say it in Spanish. Say it in Spanish. And then like, how many more of them backstage? Like, you know what you didn't do right tonight, Sammy, but we'll get it there next week. Like, there must be so much of that, like, like master-apprentice relationship between them. Jericho's like, great at folding in reality to the yeah. fiction. Mm -hmm. Garcia, car crash stuff. Like, is Daniel Garcia, like, a, a lingering background character in any of this still? Because that has been dropped pretty much, you know, with Guevara. I just think, I think they've been dropped. I just think they... It's been parked, hasn't it, I suppose? Parked. Yeah. Like, they've got, like, to Sidgwick's point, four years of law to luxuriate in. And I think they can nail this. I wouldn't have done the match next week, but it's... As much as I hate to say this, in 24 hours, we could be like, it's Jericho. He sold me on it again. Yeah. Snake Oil Salesman has done it again. It's right? one of those where the obvious route is give FTR a great match in the meantime with Jericho in it, and then do the split. That has to be a reason why they're doing it this way around. Mm -hmm. And again, Jericho can sometimes be a bit weird. Yeah, they talked <laughs> like themselves into a tag title match, and then it was this idea that, yeah. oh, they need to win maybe three matches minimum. 
and then you do the split. And I yeah. think it was Jericho's idea to do. Um, remember they did blood and guts first with the pinnacle in the inner circle, and it just did not work. And then they did like the subplots oh, yeah. afterwards, bad, very fast. Yes, yeah, and then the they did all yeah. the subplots yeah. after uh, FTR Santana and Ortiz, and then Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara. That match was goaded, by the way. Mm. Then MJF yeah, and Jericho continued into the um, late summer. So that was backwards. Jericho wanted to hold off until the crowds were back, didn't he, for the big MJF stuff? Yeah, it felt like so. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'd, it's. I think you'd be mad to completely write this off with seven days to go to a big Jericho singles match. Mm. Jericho in it. I think he doesn't like to. He likes to get the TV time, but he doesn't like to be accused of wasting it. Yeah. So. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight on Twitter on X. Uh, at what culture WWE? Watch that. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hanfler at Michael Hanfler. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The NXT review is available right now. And myself, Hanfler, and Sidge, collectively the Dadly Boys, yeah. will be back to review oh, yeah. AW Dynamite tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.